Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man, that's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special, and there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Sismanowitz, joined as always with Kyle Krakowski. Kyle? Hello. And hello to 3 and O. Lostless. Lossless, the Green Bay Packers are rolling. Great weekend, great fall weekend everywhere in America, right? The leaves are changing, at least in the Midwest where we are, and it is a beautiful time to be alive and to be a Packer fan. Yes, especially in enemy territory, Minneapolis as well. Not seeing much purple around, not having much small talk that involves the purple because they stink. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it is shaping up to be a perfect fall. Yeah, and as if things couldn't get worse for Viking fans either, COVID's breaking out against the Titans oh, and the that, Vikings. Oh my God, that that totally oh that news broke earlier today, and it has me worried. And I had totally forgot about yeah. it until you mentioned it again. And damn it, now I'm worried again. It no one for the Vikings has tested positive yet, which that's su- I think that's really good news. Um, but yeah, Titans having to reschedule and all of that, like. Logistically, yeah. it's gonna be a nightmare, I imagine. So right. Well we'll have to see. Hopefully hopefully nothing else pops up. But yeah, the NFC North too. I don't know. And the Bears, the Bears end up winning. I I'm a little worried about you know the Bears what? now. On the outside, like now being in the position to like label a team as fraudulent three and feels kinda good. Cause yeah. wow, <laughs> they are they are a fake three and team. Well, I will say this. Uh you know, Mitch Trubisky's one thing. I if the Bears make it to the playoffs, and they probably will, because now with the extra wild card spot too, I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. I, I had forgotten about it the Seven first couple weeks. Now, yep. I feel like they could slip in, and I wouldn't want to play a Nick Foles quarterback team in the playoffs. Yeah, I just something about Foles, like when you have he, he just he's never really cut it out as the starter, though. Right. It's where, even so last it's year some, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's you know sputtered out really quick. Exactly, it, very quickly. Yeah. Granted, he got hurt, but he never got his job back. And I don't know. I just think a full season of film on him, and I don't mm. know. I, I'm not that scared. I don't. But know. Definitely more scared of him than Trubisky, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. I I'm scared of Foles because you know he has the look of a quarterback. You know because he yeah. looks like a quarterback because he looks like me. And I as I've <laughs> said said in the past three times, like football champion at UW Superior, no big deal. Mm-hmm. I'm an exceptional athlete. But I guess we'll talk about the Packers this week. We'll start off. We'll have our we rebranded our new segment Just from last switching week. Switching it up. Switching it up. We're fine tuning it. Yep. 
we've relabeled it pick six we'll go over pick six swings Ooh, ooh, pick pick six swings there you go that works um six big plays from the game we'll from that we'll talk about the offense talk about the defense we'll uh have dumb former packer of the week talk about yeah. brady papinga a little Oof. bit We'll Oof. also talk about uh, proud Packer fan of the week. We'll get into the nice. you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll reveal it's them a later good story. And we'll obviously have is Kyle an idiot slash Stump Spenny and finish it off with a preview for the Falcons slash well Falcons game on Monday Night Football. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yeah. All right, pick six for the week. I guess we can start by saying the Packers did end up winning the game 37-30, Monday Night Football. The first test and passed with, I mean, what's like what's like a step below flying colors? Because flying colors means like really good. So like what's a step before? I don't know. Passed with colors. It's like graduating with, you know, on the B honor. There roll. we go. That's what there it was. Go. The first test, they passed well. Um, I think the big, just to set the tone for the game, I think because... You know, the, the Saints scored 30 points, so stops were kind of few and far between. But mm-hmm. that very first stop of the game, I think, was big to get, you know, the defense juiced up and, and going and to kind of get some momentum. Yep. And one thing I love about that stop is they never went to commercial for the Packers. Something, oh, it's, yeah? it's a little oh, thing that I just sure. I just love where, like, Packers get the ball and they never went to commercial. So it, it almost felt like the Packers started the game with the ball and they got the ball at half, so that was cool. Exactly, it was great to start like that because it because what it was third and it was third and short, and Jair kind of blew up the play with Sullivan's guy. He came over and stopped him just short of the sticks. When he mm-hmm. caught the ball, it looked like it was going to be a first right. down, but get, regathering the ball, stopping him short, like you said, it was perfect to start the game with a stop against the Saints, and then from there, it's like okay, well, we're getting balls back at halftime, so you got that hanging over your head. And that, yeah, obviously, half. that stop ended up looming large because, like I said, they scored thirty points, and stops felt very few and far between that mm-hmm. whole game. So, yep. Uh, second big play that I had, we had a couple in there in between, but fast forward to the third quarter, thirteen seventeen Packers were behind, and that's when we had the seventy three yard pass to Alan Lazard. And just two, three plays after that, he also had the touchdown. Mm. Huge. Nice to have that, you know, second game in a row to yep. bust out the second half with a huge play. Aaron Jones last week with the 75-yard yep. touchdown run. This week, Alan Lazard. And he's, you know, everyone knows what a vulture is from fantasy football, the guys who steal the touchdown. He's He just sets up vultures every week, Yeah, like the, like. like, I mean, he's not like the, not the corpse, but like, yeah, he he just he he sets it up on a platter for the vault. So he like makes the kill. That's what it is. He's yep. like the the lion. Oh, there he's the kill. Yeah. He's the predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah there it is. There he is. He's nice. the predator. Uh, and I thought of this too. I tweeted from the account. There's something with Alan Lazard. His hands are phenomenal. His hands are great. He did have a kind of drop in the game too. In fact, it was earlier. We'll get to that. But yeah, that was very surprising. It's something with his hands. His the. Okay, I'll start over. His legs do not want him to score touchdowns or to make good plays, but his hands just don't allow it to not happen. <laughs> Even that deep bomb, too, you know, he catches it, and it's like slowly his legs are like trying to slow him down. <laughs> Half the time, too, you know, the turf monster last week, mm. and this week it's kind of the Almost same thing. Almost him up again. Yeah, I don't know if it's just in the off season you just like stretch out your legs to try to get longer strides or what it is to get faster, but that's the only thing missing in his game. It seems yeah, like. I was really surprised he didn't score on that play because, but yeah, he did. Yeah, the turf monster made a, a slight appearance just yes. to throw him off a little bit to to get caught up. But yep. yeah, that was that was as a 
I'm sorry to be that guy, but as an Aaron Rodgers fantasy owner, that was uh, that was tough. Oh uh, well, he got the touchdown right after, anyways. But, well, oh, the multiplier, they, yeah. and the multiplier, and it was a handoff to Jones. Uh, anyways, the third play obviously was the nightmare, uh, the play that's going to go on Alvin Kamara's when when it's all said and done for his career. That that play is going to be plastered all over his highlight reel, and rightfully so. Yeah, this the score it was, was a hell of a play. Packers were up seven at the time with 40 seconds left in the third. And there was, yeah, there's, there's a perfect screenshot where he catches the ball and the caption is like, this was a touchdown and it's, it's Redmond. He's, he's, you know, three yards behind the line of scrimmage. There's three yellow helmets within five yards of him. And it's, it's a brutal look. Redmond makes a horrendous missed tackle. And then he kind of scampers a little bit, makes Ty Summers miss a tackle. And then he is legitimately strolling. I know. Legitimately strolling down the sideline. It was so it's... disrespectful. I, I I respected his disrespect because he was Ooh. just like, he was just strolling like, okay, what's my next move? It, what's my next move? Like he literally, cause, because he was walking, he got tackled as he went into the end zone. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, I don't know what it is with this team either. Obviously, we don't follow other teams, but it's like... When, while that's going on, you just have flashbacks to look Garrett Blunt with oh. the Bucks, and there's been similar plays like that in the past, and it's where it's I, like Jesus, come on! I can't remember thinking to myself, we have a good tackling team. <laughs> like that's just obviously it, you overlook it when it's going on. I'm sure in 2010 we did, but it's just we never seen. And to. you you found disagreement with this that you thought Redmond was worse in that play, but I think Jair had a little bit worse play on that because and yeah technically if you if you mm, in a vacuum effect in a vacuum i think like jair's was worse but redmond's is worse because it would have been a loss yep. it would have been third and long but jair he just did the thing where like at least redmond attempted to wrap up jair just kind of him threw himself him and savage have this like torpedo thing where they just check try to check guys you know using their using their shoulder and jair it makes sense because he's got that irrational confidence so he you mm -hmm. know in the moment he's probably just thinking oh i'm gonna ram this dude yep. he's gonna but yeah that was that was a tough one but it didn't matter in the end oh that's very true next big play uh, 27 27 uh was the score 12 30 left in the fourth quarter zadaria smith shows up a lot of people have talked about the smith brothers of, as a whole haven't really been you know their names haven't been called as much this year but finally his name comes up because he gets the sack and then he forces the fumble and picks it up on Taysom Hill. I don't even know if you call it a sack because was he technically a quarterback, yeah, running back, he, tight end on that it play? It looked like a read option type thing. But yeah, former Packer Taysom Hill. Oh, did you know he Taysom Hill played for the Packers? It's very annoying. I get it at times. It's very annoying. We'll talk about Taysom later with her boy, Brady Papinga. But yeah, it's N Nagler had a really good feed for, oh, if only the Packers yeah, had kept that it. Was, yeah, that was great. That was good. Um, but yeah. And Huge then, stop needed that needed that pretty bad. Yeah. Um, then then the other one, the fifth, I think we're on pick five. Yep. Uh, was I just think in general third down. Um, we were both teams were five for eleven on third down, and it felt like it felt like the Packers converted on every huge third down they needed and didn't convert on third downs that didn't really matter. Yeah. And then kind of vice versa for the Saints. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There was one. Obviously, the biggest one, I think, was it, with like seven minutes left in the fourth, one possession game. Uh, they they run a screen pass, and Chandon sniffs it out and stops them on third down. They have to punt, and we score seven and basically seal the game. So that was huge. That play. was the biggest swing there. Um, some other huge notable third down plays was the scramble from Rodgers, where he, he 
dusted off them wheels and showed them. The, the whole time, yeah, we were watching the highlights beforehand, too. While he's running, I'm just like, <laughs> like it, it just, it's just no one's close to him. And as they showed the uh, bird's eye view of that play, too, the entire play is moving to the left. They cleared out the zone, and it's like, Rogers, I'm going to sneak in right here. Yeah, nothing. No, no one home, and it was perfect. Another notable third down was a brutal third and 18 the Saints had. A little check down to Kamara. Of course. That was brutal, yeah. brutal mistackling. But then another third down that I really liked was when it was like third and 22 and the Packers were at about midfield and a little check down to Tanyan and Tanyan just turned and ran yep. straight forward. Yep. Didn't do any dancing whatsoever hey, well, hey, and we'll set it to, up we'll, we'll for a field goal. We'll get to, I'm we'll, just saying yeah, third yeah, down yeah. was huge in this game and they made plays at the right time. Yep. And the last big play that we had, 30 to 27, Packers had already gotten into the red zone. This is a third down when uh, Rodgers got the defense to jump. Mm. Which was great for, which happened a couple times that game, which was nice. Throws throws it to Lazard, who also gets the PI in the end zone, and from there the game is pretty much over. And it's weird. Obviously, everyone's been talking about uh, Rogers, Kate, uh, cadence, and all that getting the snaps. It is it is funny because it's like, hey, maybe we don't need fans back. Especially now, I'm sure everyone's seen the chart for COVID kind of popping up in brown county and yeah that wasn't cool because i've i'm already like mentally preparing myself to be like okay lambo it's only a matter of time before they announce mm -hmm. that fans are allowed but after seeing that oof. i hope we get some fans for playoffs that would be ideal but please yeah green bay we're leading the league in points and covid cases it seems like <laughs> but we will now move on to the offense aaron Rodgers, another i don't know Aaron Rodgers day 21 for 32 283 yards three touchdowns with a rating of 124.9 just ho-hum it's ho -hum. This, is, this is Aaron Rodgers the office I think and then I saw another um which I think should get a lot of people a lot of Packers fans excited I saw it was Zach Cruz I believe um I'm, I'm paraphrasing here I don't have it in front of me but it's something like Rodgers has thrown four touchdowns on play action and uh, has like a rating of 134 this year. Four touchdowns already on play action. And then Ben Fennell, uh, another great follow on Twitter, followed up and said he threw four on play action all of last year. Really? Yeah. I was blown away by that. And so if I think the play action is going to keep being milked because Aaron Jones is going to keep being a top five running back. And yeah, the play action is going to get even better. It just shows you how much this offense has grown since last year night and day i mean we talked about it before too how we we just we've yearned for that jordy nelson bootleg and we've kind of got it here again with you know alan lazard and yeah everything else but yeah it's not much to complain about those deep bombs last year there were times where i kind of questioned roger's arm strength and now it seems silly to even think about yeah it. yeah those two throws the two bombs to lazard i mean just ridiculous the first one um not not the one in the second half where he he stumbles to the end zone. Yeah. The the yeah the first one I think it was in the first half where he's rolling out and just try to get. I I, I encourage everyone to go look from Rogers' angle. It's it's just so ridiculous how he puts it in there and how he's on the run and how he's falling away and it's across his body. I just I'm running out of words to to describe Aaron Rodgers. Really good, really good, Even good football great. player. Awesome. Amazing, yeah, because it's going to be like him, Mahomes, and Russell Wilson, it seems like, for the MVP race yep. at this time. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and those plays, and pointed out, too, I forgot who did on Twitter, but 
the Tanyan check down early on to get us in a field goal range was a no look pass too. Rogers was looking downfield and he just yeah. threw it out to the flat right to NBC. Tanyan. Yeah, noticed that after the fact, and yeah, it's like that's why I get real annoyed. I'm sorry to be sound like an insecure fan, but like when Pat Mahomes can I call make, you a boomer? Please. Okay, here we go. When when Pat Mahomes makes like a crazy play and people are like, oh, who's done this before? Who? Can, it's just like. Oh, well then here. 12 has set the standard. Here, if you want it to be a full boomer take, you have to say, back in my day, yeah. we said Aaron Rodgers is the only guy <laughs> who can make a pass like that. Yeah. yeah. Overall great, and obviously had the run too. Nothing to complain about with Aaron Rodgers. Still no Zero. picks on the season either. Nine touchdowns, pretty pretty awesome. Actually, that's, guy. that's a fun, like nothing to complain about Rodgers, but there's got to be people out there who are. And uh, I, I would, I'd be... I'd be curious to see what their complaints are. I mean, the two sacks on the season have been charged to Rodgers. Oh, there we go. So that's about it. That's about the only thing you can complain about. Uh, Running backs, Aaron Jones, solid game, 16 carries, 69 yards, 4.3 yards per carry, one touchdown. Huge touchdown, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because like like we said, after, you know, Lazard, that that should be a walk-in, but the turf monster made a little appearance, got a little nibble. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, that was it took all four tries to get in the end zone and it was it was huge. Yeah. And he, he picked the right hole on his on his run too. Because mm-hmm. it collapsed quickly. Yeah, it was it was one of those where it's like eh, it's, oh okay. And then <laughs> yeah. he just flops over across the line. It's like, okay, thank God, because I was getting a little scared there. He had that nice run too late in the second where he goes to the right, nothing there, nothing there, loops around, gets the first down. It's like he makes plays like this every single week that should go for a loss, and it's you know, twelve yards. Right, because like you would think with plays like that, he would have them on mentality to like be more prone to bounce it out like that more often. But he doesn't. He only do- he he only bounces it out when it's like the only option. Mm-hmm. It's it's really incredibly like the opposite of James savvy. Starks. Yeah, <laughs> the opposite, <laughs> the antithesis. Of- it, well, you were saying savvy there, especially with this game. There's so many different words you can use to describe Aaron Jones. More than anything what popped up for me was smooth. He's just mm. a very smooth, he's Gliding. not a very big guy. Yeah, he just moves, glides. You know, you watch, it should be a herky-jerky thing where he's stopping, turning around and going around, but it's like he almost knew it was going to happen before the play. It's fluent, yes. Yes, and Jamal Williams also had a solid game. Six carries, 14 yards. Well, I guess he only had the 2.3, but he did have a couple big, or we had him in there in a couple situations. I think he had a big first down conversion too. Yeah, he's watching him play. He's got like the the taped up fingers, the long sleeve shirt, the hair coming back, and the way he like stomps when he runs. Mm. It's like he's a hockey player playing mm. football for me. It's just very rough. He he's goes for contact after contact. He's like laughing, smiling in the guy's face. He's just like a hockey player with the football in his hands. Yeah, and I, I know we've already mentioned this, but I do just, it, it, it feels like a different Jamal this year. Like much kind of a little slimmer. A, he looks a lot quicker and a lot more agile. And yeah, it is just, a, a looks like a different Jamal physically. And man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss this one-two punch because I, I, unfortunately, the, the, realist, the realist in me thinks this isn't going to be a one-two punch punch much longer well it'll be it'll be a different punch once aj Dillon gets sure but that's what involved. i mean this specific aaron jones Jamal yes. williams punch is just so damn fun yeah we'll have less personality probably with mm-hmm. the next punch uh tyler irvin he played as well he had the one rush for five yards two receptions eight yards nothing nothing much there but huh. drew that big penalty 
which was pretty big. That's right. And it, this was the other thing. I, I, I watched the game with just one other Viking fan, and I realized it's kind of nice to watch it with a with another Viking fan just to get a pulse on what Vikings fans are going to bitch about. And they bitched about that call. That was one of them, which yeah, you fair. could definitely make an argument that was over the head. I would bitch too. And, and it was, but again, Irvin with a savvy play to like, you know, make a concerted effort to go for the ball as if like, you know, he, he was actually trying for the ball and it was catchable. And I think that's what drew the flag ultimately. Yeah. It was that we were just talking about Jamal too. Pretty bad call where they said that they thought it was a face mask oh, or a yeah. horse collar. That was horrendous. There was a couple bad ones. The Taysom Hill, they got him for a uh, PI and they were saying it shouldn't been. It looked like a hold. Yeah. But it looked like a hold anyways, but yeah, that way. Jamal horse collar was horrendous. Not I'll, very I'll give good. Him that one. Yeah. Uh, pass catchers. We'll start with Alan Lazard career game. Got the game ball. Oh. He had the zoom treatment after afterwards as well. Uh, Six receptions out of eight targets, 146 yards with the one touchdown. With 17 out, I mean, just so damn needed. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a stud Alan Lazard has turned out to be. He just doesn't so fuck up. Reliable. He just doesn't mess up. Even when he does mess up, like he had the one drop. It was on only on second res- down. It was on second down, and on third down is when he had the big 44, 45-yard bomb. Yep. Like the next play. So he made, he made it up afterwards. D- you no, know, it didn't matter. And like I said, too, he's just... I don't I don't know. His hands and his legs, it's just they got they need to get in sync. Everything else on offense is in sync. Now Ellen Lazard's body needs to get in sync. I think well. it was Cruz he he had another great tweet about Lazard where teams just straight up aren't respecting his speed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you look at him and it's probably the rightfully so, but like Cruz mentioned in that same tweet like he when he, he might not be the quickest to get going or the best agility, but when he gets top flight, he can fly. Well, it was weird just on the seventy-two yard catch too, where he he had like eight yards on the guy. Like, how was he able to get that open that right. quickly? It, Especially being that big of a dude. Like, uh-huh. yeah, it's he's he's a stud, and I'm I'm a super fan already. Yep. Uh, moving on, MVS. Not much of a game. He did have the four targets, but he obviously he. He had Everyone the, saw the tweet. He he had the tweet. It was like the he got the one seven treatment, which he said know, is no joke. <laughs> double cover all day. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't double cover, but he obviously got extra attention, probably with the safety over the top because they know he's the deep shot guy. But yeah, I think uh, yeah one have? one reception for five yards out of four targets. He was your bold prediction for the game. Good pick, Kyle. What and, was it uh, again? 100 yards and no drops. But he didn't have any drops. That's a good... Yeah, I guess all the other balls weren't very close. It's one thing we talked about, uh, Tyler Irvin, how it was a great play by him to milk the pass interference. MVS, I know he got interfered with on that one ball, but you got to try to catch that too. He could have yeah. had, had a touchdown yep. there, but he was too busy And this is, this is kind of a good segue to the tight ends because I think, um, I think a, a rule of thumb should be if you give up on a play... Like look, like mm. looking for a flag while the play is still happening, you shouldn't get that flag. Okay, and yep. I think that applies. It it does apply to the MVS play, and it does also apply to the big dog touchdown. Big dog, yeah. Because you can see Malcolm Jenkins starts complaining while the ball's still in the air, and I just think, just on principle alone, if you start complaining for the flag mm-hmm. while the play's still going on, you don't get the flag. That's it. Yeah, well, it's something with that end of the end zone in New Orleans as well. It's one where they missed the call with the Rams and Saints, be it that was on the close end of the mm. field. But also, if you remember last year, what we bitched about is Kyle Rudolph. In that same corner of the end zone, they did not throw the flag for the push-off to beat the Saints yep. last year. 
Same spot, Mercedes Lewis. It's just it's wow. It's a blind. <laughs> it's that cursed. little that little area is a blind spot for NFL refs. Where, <laughs> you know, calls just don't happen. Yeah, it, Saints. Uh, man, they 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 have a serious bone to pick with the referees, and uh, I'm just glad that's not our battle. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, big dog. That was the only catch he had. He had the other uh, target late. I think Rodgers was rolling out, missed him. But yeah, he had the the touchdown. Nice push off. He looked nowhere near. What is he? Thirty. Six years old, thirty. He's, he might even be thirty-seven. He's old. He looked, you know, like a young stud there with the way he. It, that's because like, he is caught a stud. It and bounced around like that was awesome. He he looked no parts of what his age actually is. His spike. Not to be disrespectful. His spike like just shot fear through my body. Like he is a big, powerful. <laughs> like your apartment dude. shook a little. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, oh my god, I would like if I were in the ten yard vicinity of that, you could feel the ground shake. I'm sure <laughs> I, it's very scary. Uh, Robert Tanya had a great game and great game. Beautiful. This is the most beautiful stat line you can really have. Five catches, fifty yards, one touchdown. Five that targets too. That is a that is a tight end stat line. That's so beautiful and. They came uh, at huge times, like I, I mentioned already, that third down one where he set up the field goal. Mm-hmm. Something that, that just you know can get lost in a game where you score 37 points. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, Collinsworth pointed that out, which sometimes it's like, oh, shut up. But it's like, it, you kind of hate it when you agree with the guy. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, just put your head down, go forward, get those extra three, three yards to make sure you're in field goal yep. range. And also, you know, Jay Sternberger bounced back. He was Welcome. my... Uh, not not to not to you know pat myself on the back, but I was only three points off on the score. I believe I guessed it would be thirty five to twenty eight Packers, mm. and my bold prediction was Jay Sternberger touchdown. That didn't happen, but he did have his first three NFL regular season catches, and you could tell on the catches like he he. He put an extra emphasis of of looking the ball in, like he mm-hmm. that he was making sure that ball was secure before he was turning up field. And yeah, and the other thing I loved the body language police were were silent about this. Rogers, man, he was smiling up and down the field, especially with Jace when he made that first. Yeah, you could tell he was like, "Aha, congrats, it, big guy." Yeah, and I I had that as a note too, where it after the play he came up and he gave him a double tap on the back of the helmet, where it's not you know. Usually it's probably like, hey, it's your first NFL catch, but for us it was, hey, you didn't drop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was cool to see Rogers like just so relaxed and smiling, and that that actually reminds me he did that for MVS too because MVS's one catch mm. was that hot, hot, you know, snap throw. Do you yep. know what I'm talking yep. about? Where yep. it was, and it was like a, it was he was probably like first of all testing the Saints D and testing MVS himself to make sure you know he was ready, and as MVS was jogging back to the side or huddle same thing rogers was all smiles and was just like good boy it was cool to see no complaints yeah it's been it's you know it's the best tight end game that i can remember in a while there might have been a couple of years ago where it happened the but wealth was spread for sure yeah. yeah it's it's nice you know last year too when Devonte adams obviously we didn't mention it but he did not play this game neither did um kenny clark which we'll get to later but it's nice how last year, I think the first game without Devontae was the Oakland game. And all, you know, Jake Kumaro stepped up, MVS stepped up. And for this season, the first time Devontae being out, all the tight ends did yes. step up. And the tight ends, I think LaFleur needs a ton of credit for setting up a ton of easy completions and receptions for tight ends with that play action, the jet, and then where they kind of chip and then do yep. a straight out where they catch it basically right at the line of scrimmage. It's like seven free yards. That's it's, credit to the floor there. And before we had the podcast, I remember talking about this with you because we've 
argue, not really argue, but talked about like who's the best quarterback ever. Oh, and we've it, argued, and it's you know everyone always says Tom Brady, and we bitched about it back in the day, or at least what I would always bring up is well. Yeah, he's great. He's won all these Super Bowls, whatever. It's a team game. But he's always thrown to wide-open guys. Mm. We're getting to that point with Aaron Rodgers mm. now, too. That's the thing we were complaining about with Mike McCarthy, where he never schemed guys open. It was pretty much a one-on-one. Winning your matchup. Yep. Winning your matchup. And now he's scheming guys open. Dudes are wide open. And it makes Rodgers' job a lot easier. About damn time. Absolutely. The offensive line? Once again, I mean, the unsung heroes. I can't believe how well this offensive line is playing for how much we've, once again, a different combination of offensive linemen from the left to right. Uh, yeah, the line has allowed uh, zero sacks, according to Pro Football Focus. Aaron Rodgers has been, he's the guy Taking who's the credit for, or at blame, I guess. Force his own sacks, so that's what you want to see. Uh, you know, Turner and Patrick started on the right side of the line. I didn't see that until late. I, um, I was kind of busy Saturday and Sunday, but... Yeah, I with Rick Wagner and even seeing it today for uh, offensive lineman win percentage and pass blocking, Rick Wagner is still the only tackle who was 100% in the league, and he didn't even start this game. Hmm. So he went with Billy Turner, who were pushing to be the right tackle guy, and Lucas Patrick once again just popping up, and you know he's played in every game too. Talk about depth, man. You can never, ever have enough there on the offensive line, especially when you're protecting a guy like 12. Yeah, I, you think just playing with Aaron like if you got the same offensive line and threw him in like New York for the Giants, it's like the, I feel like these guys aren't going to play as well just because it's like, OK, I need to make sure 36, 36 year old, 37 year old Aaron Rodgers yep. doesn't get broken. Yeah, like the, <laughs> that's that's a that's actually a, an interesting observation where, yeah, it's like the pressure makes them perform better. I like that. Yeah, and talk, we were just talking about the right side there, how we didn't know what it was going to be at the beginning of the game. The left side of the offensive line, Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins might be the best you know, one-two punch on the left side in the NFL right now. I, I would like to see who who would compete. Maybe is Quentin Nelson on the left side? Yes. So, yeah, Costanzo and Nelson in yeah. Indianapolis, that's pretty good. But, yeah. I mean, I'll ride I'll ride with our guys. Yeah, it's, ni- it's nice to go from last year, I think we had the best tackle tandem in Bakhtari and Balaga, and now we have the best left side of the offensive line. Love it. Yeah, nothing nothing much to complain about. Just love this offense in general. Once, <sighs> once again, it's, it's great to just sit here and be like, ah, thinking back to two years ago when it was, you know, Mike McCarthy. It was probably right around when, you know, we were playing the Rams and it's, nothing was going right. No one was open. Everyone's getting pissed. And now it's like everything's so much easier. Everything's uh, so much fun now. Night and day, 43, 42, and 37 through three weeks. Like, when is the last three-week stretch we did that? Never. I Well, there's only been like five teams, I think, that have scored as many points as we have through the first three games. I tweeted it from the account, too. You know, we scored the most points week one. We scored the most points week two, mm. and this week we were what one point, one point off, away, I think. one point away from being the leading leading scorer. So it's just, I mean, you know. and one thing I forgot to mention is a huge reason is the th- the lack of three and outs. Mm-hmm. It just felt like towards the end of MM, like like you were almost expecting a three and out. Yes. It was just, it was so exhausting and so stressful watching the offense because the first down felt like a damn touchdown. I was going to say that it's like right now we're like, okay, if we don't score a touchdown, we're let down. And with McCarthy that last year, it's like, 
I just want a good drive. <laughs> yeah, just like get us, get us somewhere, change or flip the field position a little bit. But now it's like, yeah, no, no points at all is a massive disappointment. I mean, it's gotten what to the world. point where, uh, you know, the last couple of years early on, J.K. Scott looks really good in September. I don't even know how J.K. Scott looks right now. No he hardly, clue. He's got like two or three points on the season. <laughs> so no complaints. But with that, we will have a quick commercial break. Are you going inside a public building? Have you developed a double chin that you want to hide out in public? Have you finally decided to wear a mask after being the star in one too many public freakout videos? Sounds like you could use a homemade cloth mask. 26hats.com makes some of the best cloth masks around. Check out the website to see what styles are available. Each mask is handmade using hands to make them. There's no better way to represent the state of Wisconsin while also making yourself less contagious than wearing one of these masks. For custom koozies, book covers, and face coverings, visit 26hats.com today. And we are back with the defense. Now, during the game, end of the game, I was I was not happy. I'm still not very happy. I you know, I thought I'd go we'd go into this with me leading with, okay, the transformation is complete. This is it is Dom Keaton. <laughs> this, we've, you know, we flirted it with it. You know, we got a little grabby. This is officially the Dom Capers defense. The the one saving grace. We'll obviously get. So more you're putting into a it. stamp on that. That this is like officially. Well, getting a notary and everything. It's the Dom Capers defense, but right now the league is a Dom Capers defense. <laughs> I, you know, I counted. I counted for for um just this past weekend. I think eleven teams. Uh, allowed more points than the Green Bay Packers this week. And there was like five that also scored that allowed, or three, three or so that scored 37. So we were right, or allowed 37. So we were right around the average, which is terrible mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. that high. But it's just these optics are so, so bad. You know, I, the, the thought during the game, and I hope it's true. I hope, you know, we'll figure it out. But if we don't make it to the Super Bowl this year, we have to fire Mike Pettin. I can't remember seeing a play... This year, I mean, like that was a good scheme to get get some pressure, and we haven't had much this year. I don't know. It's I agree. I agree. This I think this. I mean, l- the way this offense looks, the only thing that would hold it back would be a porous defense. And yeah, I, I agree that Mike needs to go if we don't at least make an appearance in this Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of like what I said last week with the uh, relationship thing. It's like, oh, she, you know, she was a great. Great girl, but when she drank, she would punch me in the face. You know, something like that. Like, and I just couldn't. It was endearing and cute at first, but now I've had too many broken noses. Yeah, now yeah, the hospital bills are racking up. And now with the Green Bay Packers, it's like, yeah, this is a Super Bowl team, but they can't really tackle running backs. <laughs> so we'll see if you know we get through the playoffs and the end all, like it was with the Niners last year, is we can't tackle running backs. It's you know we probably should have cut bait sooner. See, and that's where it's kind of contradictory where. Like that, Elvin Kamara long touchdown really isn't Petten's fault. Like, right, Redmond's there to make the play. Yeah, Ty Summers is there to you know stop the bleeding. Jair is there to stop the mm-hmm. death. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, there's nothing Petten can do there. It's it's tough because it's back and forth. Because but even though you know there was a couple plays where like Kamara's just wide open, he walks it walks for a first down with yep. just like a throw out to the, to the flat. We haven't had the same type of pressure this year. I don't know if that's just not players showing up or what. 
But either way, at some point, Pettin's going to, you know, it's going to be Judgment Day for Yeah, him. the seat is warming up, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with the secondary. And keeping it with the negatives, uh, Will Redman. Not good. We talked about him already on the Redman, pl- on the uh, Kamara big play. It should have been a four-yard loss, was not. He had several missed tackles. It's Several. Once again, we keep bringing up Dom Capers. We might have even said Dom Capers' name more than Mike Pettin on this podcast as a whole at this point. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Dom Capers, or I'll say this, Mike Pettin and Will Redman is Dom Capers to MD Jennings. An assignment sure Pretty guy, good. but he just, he, he's not an athlete. He doesn't make the play that's there. He's there, but he doesn't make the play. Mm. That's and, interesting. Uh, it's Everyone's talked about it. Obviously, Matt Schneidman very early on was like, Will Redman needs to not be getting the snaps he is. And it's the question now where, why is Raven Green not playing? And he's your guy too. Yeah, yeah. why is he not playing? I It must be a health thing, honestly, at this point. Because yeah. there's really... And I'm, I've I've said before, I'm a big... I love Will Redman too. But it's, it's games like that where you go, oh, okay, that's why he's primarily a special <laughs> teamer and making yep. the vet minimum. Yep. But I still, you know... Ah, that's that's got to rattle his confidence a little bit, but you know I still think he's good to to plug in in emergencies he, if need be. He's but. a good reserve player, but you know we've we, his name has came up more often than it should than it should have. And yeah, I think once Raven Green gets back to hundred percent, I think plays like that will will go to the wayside, and because Raven Green's a much better guy, I I hope so. And even the Sanders touchdown too. I think King was in on the coverage, but like Redmond didn't even get up to try to stop the ball. You know, you see that sometimes where receivers just you know it gets tipped, or they just think it's going to get tipped, and it's enough to throw them off. But it's like, come on, we gotta we gotta at least attempt some of these plays. Mm-hmm. Stick with the safeties too. Amos had a really terrible angle early on on the Kamara run too. It, it's bad that I think that was in the first quarter, and I was thinking. Oh man, we're gonna look back at that play and be like, "What are we doing on defense?" And that was like the third or fourth worst play on defense, <laughs> which is just how bad the day was. Yeah, the safety play overall has been lackluster. Yeah, to start the season, Savage. You know, he came back a little bit this this week. I know his his uh, PFF grades were a little better, whatever that means. But you didn't see as much of the check misses yep. that we've seen the past it's couple just, weeks. Yeah, it it sucks because. I think I said this. the secondary is one of the, I mean, mainly for the cornerbacks, but the secondary as a whole I was very excited for. And, yeah, the safeties just have been very underwhelming so far. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens. Maybe getting some pressure later on will help. With the corners, uh, Jair Alexander, we mentioned it early on, great stop early in the game. He had a couple more where he's just always around the ball, and he's becoming fun to watch. And I think somehow he didn't get a very good grade on PFF either. But it's like he he's the guy you look at half the time before the play. And they pointed out to, I think, Collinsworth did, where he's starting to look at the quarterback instead of the receiver mm. when he's matching up. And that's fun. That's that's the shit that Charles Woodson would do. Yes. Where you just see him like, you know, scoping around, moving around before the line, and it's 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 the best. It's what you want. He's he's less of a corner and more of a playmaker now. Yes. Every week he's getting his nose in there on these plays. His football instincts are just like I I mentioned this last last week, like second to none on the defense. He just sniffs so many things out before they're 
they have the ability to happen and i just yeah love watching them play yeah maybe maybe hopefully we'll see some more uh next week uh shannon sullivan we mentioned him earlier obviously he's he's rebounded pretty well too he's gotten better and better just about every week he's just a very and he gets better and better player, as the like. game goes on yeah. too because yeah, yeah that huge stop in the fourth quarter was i mean that that was the biggest stop of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have. It would have been a lot more of a nail biter. That onside kick and everything. You know, it would have been a much scarier end of that game exactly. if, if Shannon wasn't there. Uh, moving with the inside linebackers, well, we glossed over Kevin King. Yeah, well, I he he, he got picked on a little bit. Yeah, he allowed um, the Sanders touchdown. Um, I mean, everyone kind of got picked on. I don't remember him missing tackles, but I'm sure he did because everyone on the defense seemed yeah. to this week. They just they missed the memo that they were supposed to tackle that week but um i think that is something that can be corrected i hope so it's tough too the packers even with mccarthy they never tackled too much during practice and during training i mean i don't even think you by league rules can now yeah you're a lot more limited it it depends there's certain rules it's like certain days you you know you only have so many practices where you're allowed to Mm -hmm. um moving on inside linebackers christian kirksey got hurt he's been Prior to his injury, he looked... He's up and down. A couple steps behind everyone. Yeah. Which is a little concerning. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, it kind of sucks because we record on Tuesdays and the injury reports always come out on Wednesdays. uh, Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully, it's not too bad. You know, you want bodies there. But... I I can't imagine he's going to play this week. So he'll be gone for at least, you know, obviously this week through the bye. Yeah. So he'll have plenty of time to recover. I can't imagine him... Well, can't imagine is a little dramatic. Him, Devontae, and Kenny Clark playing this week just because it's like, okay, we're playing the Falcons. They haven't looked very good, and we have the bye week next week. But Ty Summers, guy who I haven't really thought very highly of. I a lot of people liked him last training camp. Um, I I did like him a lot last training camp. He's just undersized. We've always, you know, it's almost like DJ Smith back in the day, who's like a smaller player but makes tackles that are there, and that's kind of what Summers was doing. I mean, he was a he. He seemed to do a little bit better than Kirksey, at least on finishing tackles and finishing some plays. Yeah, I was a bit. I think, <laughs> I think I was a big Ty Summers guy because we are so deprived of a legit, solid stud inside backer that like any glimmer is like, oh my god, I love I this know. guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we did it with and Chris Burns week one too. Well, yeah, Barnes, and that's why oh, I, I love it. That's why I was so excited about Kirksey too, because it's like, oh, I've seen this guy in uh, Cleveland before. He's a stud. <laughs> yeah. So now it's like, geez, can we just catch a break on that middle of the field, please? By the time like we get an inside linebacker that's good on this defense, we won't have a good quarterback. <laughs> yeah. It'll be it'll be hey. So, hey, it'll be something like that. It's gonna be it'll be ten years from now. <laughs> be like we finally did it. We yeah. we like got Eric Thomas's son, and then it's like okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I mentioned it to you earlier, too. Before the Shandon Sullivan play, uh, Ty Summers had a really good tackle as well to to uh, help on second and five, I think yep. it was, to force the third down. We finally had a good tackling drive at the end of the game when we actually needed it. Boom. Yep. Went uh, ugly. Oren Burks, he didn't really play much on the inside, but special teams, he forced that fumble, which was pretty good, and they moved him to outside linebacker. Which is not a good thing. It's, <laughs> it's if, not if uh, if you're getting a third round or third round second round linebacker third. and you have to change their position three years into their career, it means he's not really they're just very productive. Yeah, I mean they just they must be trying to find the fit for him and hopefully they can find it because 
Man, we need bodies who can tackle. Yeah. Uh, outside linebacker, Zadarius, we talked about him earlier, the big forced fumble uh, on Taysom Hill. Other than that, I mean... I, I'm, oh, I'm curious what that game looks like without that play because, like I said, they were moving the ball with relative ease throughout the game, it, and that totally stopped them in their tracks. It was huge. We've talked about it, too, with... Um, at the beginning of the season, being really excited about Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith and Gary. Gary got banged up. It didn't look that bad. Hopefully, it's not Ankle, bad. Ankle, though, which is never, never good. Never good, but at least it's not his shoulder, which was the big question for him True. coming out of college. Preston hasn't done much this year, but it really seems like, you know, we were getting excited about those three guys, especially having them all out on the field at the same time and seeing Zadarius roaming in the middle. Mm-hmm. It really seems like, you know, Kenny Clark is the straw that stirs that drink because there's nothing up front that they can do to really get pressure with Tyler Lancaster. So true. Because, yeah, I, I imagine they can, like, you know, pull guards to to kind of help on the edges like that. But Kenny just consumes all three interior guys when yeah. he's rushing the passer. So, yeah, that's, uh, again, missing Kenny. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice that he, he was practicing last week, too. So it does seem like the groin strain isn't as bad as, you know, did he get? He didn't get carted off, but obviously no. when he was immediately ruled out, it was troublesome for sure. Very troublesome. Uh, but on the defensive line, speaking about some lows, some highs, Kiki, do you love me? Yeah, yeah. Kiki. Two, two sacks, two big ones. The force, too. yeah, the force fumble. It was nice. He's he's an interesting player because he's never gonna be you know a hundred snap guy. I think he is. Says who? Well, he is an undersized. He's not as thick as Mike Daniels was, who's <laughs> also a shorter shorter dude but it's almost like he's going to be hopefully i mean this is very very dramatic again like the kgb but of a 3-4 defense Hmm. you know kgb was a guy who was only a pass rusher i was was, gonna say he was more on the outside too anyways yeah he was nothing he was nothing when it came to the run game and that's probably you know close to what kiki's gonna be where it's these passing situations once we get kenny back and say we're getting you know kenny and kiki smith smith Gary and whoever we're going to have at inside linebacker, that'll be exciting. Yes. So hopefully, hopefully everyone. Kiki, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get revved up on him. And I just, I always think about what you said that Kenny said, where he said he's the most talented guy on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, man, long, high, high ceiling. Yeah. And speak high ceiling, low ceiling. We talked about Tyler Lancaster there. He's, he's just a guy, but, Honestly, the definition of a guy or a average NFL player is Dean Lowry. It's like he's a guy <laughs> who's been on the play, and aside from me joking around about him being a, the ball hawk playmaker on the defense where he had the touchdown against the Bucks back in the day, and he yep. had a pick last year, against too, Bears, I think. Yep. It's, you just don't see him. We paid him some decent money. I think he's only got two years left on his deal. But, man, it's just... Uh, it, it's like the worst spot to be. It's almost like he's the Kirk Cousins of the defensive line because it's like, well, he's not great, but <laughs> you can't really do anything yeah. with him right now. You got to play him. Yeah, much people much smarter than me are were very confused about the the extension that he received. It, it was one of those, and it came pretty around the same time that we cut Mike Daniels. Right, and that's why it was kind of yeah. weird. It was one of those where it's like, oh, well, Goody must know something. You know, there, even back in the day, I'm trying to think we've given it. Well, like Lane Taylor, like we gave an extension to Lane Taylor back in the day. We're like, what is this? And it's like, oh, he's actually a good guard. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was going to be something like this with, with Dean, but it has not materialized. Also, so hand up. You mentioned Mike Daniels. I'm comfortable 
to admit that I was way wrong about him. I was upset when he was cut. I mm-hmm. thought it was a pointless move. I figured he only had one year left, but yeah, that's it's that was looking that's looking like the right move in in retrospect. We get mad about cutting a lot of guys, you know. Maybe I loved Mike Daniels so much. Yeah. Though. Oh, he was great. I yeah. Blake Martinez didn't like him, but yeah. Um, it's with with these guys. We complain about the Casey Haywards and the Micah Hydes, mm-hmm. the ones that we let walk. But the guys we cut and we get pissed about it. Really, every just about all of them have been good from. Ted's tenure to Goody's now too. The only guy I can really think about. I mean, I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm sure there's others, but Charles Woodson's about the only guy that was a bad cut because MD Jennings had to replace him. He was mm. old. Charles Woodson even said that he was going to take a pay cut, and we cut him. Oh wow! That, yeah, I didn't know that. That stings. Yeah. So I, yeah, Mike Dan. I don't know how he's been doing with the Bengals. We still God. I wish we'd bring in snacks. He is hurt I'm, again. Yeah, he's just. I don't think he's played for him. Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, I think he might have sh- he might have suited up week one, but I don't think he's suited up since. All right, this is where we usually have dumb Packer fan of the week. We had some nice nominees that popped up. It was actually our dude from last week. What's his name again? Thorn. Thorn. Yeah, because he's a thorn a- in our a- side. Appropriate name. Yeah. Yeah. He had some bad tweets again. Even Cheesehead TV was talking about him when he's just some random ass fan. But little new, gonna switch it up a little bit. No dumb Packer fan of the week this week. We're going to have dumb former Packer of the week. And dumb former Packer of the week? No, it's not Jermichael Finley. It is Brady Papinga. Brady Papinga, back this offseason, he actually said this when Lamar Jackson, I believe, won MVP and when Taysom Hill got his extension. Brady Papinga said to ESPN 960, quote, Lamar Jackson is the poor man's Taysom Hill. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, hey, poor man's. I do like that verbiage, but okay. <laughs> it's not the other way around. That's what we have in Taysom. That's why the Saints aren't messing around. He eventually will be taken care of. Okay. So Will Blackman, another former Packer, tweeted this out, mentioned Brady and said, <laughs> did you really say this? Hashtag, I'm telling. <laughs> Brady quotes that tweet and says, so this is, you know, months after, and this is after Taysom Hill performed very poorly on Sunday night. But these tweets are two days ago. Yeah, this, yeah, two days ago. Brady tweeted, that is true, and it's absolute, that is right, and it's absolutely true. Hence the reason why it hits such nerve. But hey, sometimes the truth is hard to accept. Like, it. not only is it just wildly disrespectful to say Lamar Jackson is the <laughs> poor man's version of Taysom Hill, yeah. but it might be disrespectful to say Taysom Hill is the poor man's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Like, oh my God, dude. It, especially, and it's been shown on Twitter this week too, where you have Taysom Hill out there and, you know, it's this gadget play, this wildcat offense. And he didn't do a single good thing. He did, Well, he doesn't, he doesn't look to throw the ball. Lamar yeah. Jackson, who a lot of you know people had his questions about his arm coming out of college, and Taysom Hill doesn't even look to throw half the time <laughs> on these plays. Like he caught that screen, got stuffed. Obviously, the massive fumble that flipped the game on its head. And then, yeah, I think the one pass play, there's an angle where there's two guys wide open. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just, like I said, it's 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 one thing to say Taysom Hill is a poor man's Lamar Jackson, and even then that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But to flip it and to say Lamar Jackson is the poor man's Taysom Hill is just like 11 levels above disrespect. It's in the... Th- the thing is, is it's because Brady is a BYU guy. Brady went to BYU. Ah, that's what it is. Taysom went to BYU. 
Uh, Brady played with the Packers. The Packers cut him. So it's something where he, you know, very involved with talking gotcha. about Taysom Hill. And we're going to just keep rolling with this, too. We've we've never had this. We're usually negative on dumb Packer fans. This is not a dumb Packer fan. We're going to have, what is it? The proud, proud Packer fan of the week. Proud Packer fan of the week. Uh, this was something that seeing it, it's like, I, you know, you feel like you've seen this before. It's just so natural, especially for us being from Wisconsin. I remember... Um, when I went to UW-Milwaukee for a semester, driving up north all the way to Superior, so pretty much driving all through Wisconsin, it is every exit or every other exit you see on, you know, this exit on the sign, it says Culver's. <laughs> and this was a heartwarming moment. Uh, here it is from Kenosha.com. It's a viral video. You've probably seen it. The most Wisconsin proposal ever. A local Packer fan surprised his girlfriend down on one knee Saturday on Highway 142, Culver's in Kenosha. <laughs> it was a very sweet moment, Culver's branch owner, uh, Candace Young said. He asked if he could use our sign to propose to his girlfriend. <laughs> How can you really say no to something like that? And I love this. The dude's wearing his Ray Nitschke jersey. He's down on one knee. He's got, you know, flood pants on, his white socks, mask down, and he's got the mullet, mustache, sunglasses, and the, you know, the reader board reads, April, will you marry me? Love, RJ. Oh, my God. That... <sighs> I got tears in my eyes. It's the most Wisconsin picture I've ever seen. And I don't know if I could think of, unless he's literally holding, you know, a bag of cheese curds <laughs> and a beer in his other hand. It, it, that's it what it doesn't ha- get. It doesn't reach higher levels than that. He'd have to have a beer in his hand instead of the ring. That's the only yeah, thing that would make it better. <laughs> yeah. Oh my have, God. have the ring on top of his high life and hand that over to his, yeah. to his fiance. Congrats to the happy couple. That was, uh, that was a cool moment. And, um, uh, myself as a Butter Burger University graduate oh. means I was a I used to be a Culver's employee. That uh, oh, right. that, that fills me with immense pride. Um, you know, as a Packers fan, as a and as a former Culver's employee, it's mm-hmm. very very cool to see. That's good. I didn't I forgot that you worked at Culver's. Yeah, I'll, and Butter I'll Burger this. University. I love calling Culver's that because that's what they call their training program. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, I like that. I like. That. I do love the burgers, but I will say this. Overrated cheese curds at, at Ooh, uh, Culver's. They're uh, frozen. You remember? Hey, Grizzly. Who, who who really rates them highly though? Like everyone, you kind of you kind of know what you're getting with Culver's cheese curds. You're not getting that you know quality Wisconsin curd. Well, I think people around the country they know of Culver's. They may not have had it, and they know of cheese curds, and they're probably the most widely distributed cheese curds, fast food wise, you know, sure. in the nation. Sure. So that's probably the most consumed cheese Maybe curds. A&W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point too. But I'm just just thought I'd throw that out there. They have really good root beer too, and oh, really good root beer. But don't put ice in it. I wouldn't never. I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be as disrespectful to say their cheese curds are overrated because I still think they're quality curds. But mm. I, I see where you're coming from. For, for, cheese curds have got to be battered, fresh, never frozen. Mm. I'll I will take that to my grave. But next, and that's curd talk. <laughs> that, that's curd. Yeah, hopefully we can have curd talk again. <laughs> Well, with that, we will have, is Kyle an idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right. All right. Is Kyle an idiot? No. No. Uh, the record says no. So Yeah, the record says no. You're, you're the opposite of last year where you're flying way ahead 500. Don't remember what the numbers are right now. But yes, we will continue that right now. Kyle, are you ready for your first question? Yes. Okay. There will be three of them. Ooh. Which Aaron has the higher yards per carry currently? Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers? 
See now, I don't think sacks go against their rushing average. They do not. They do not. Okay. It's Oh, my God. That's tough because I know Aaron Jones has a ridiculous, uh, just an absurd for an NFL running back. Um, Man, this is a great fucking question because – and it's a coin flip too. Yeah. I'm I, I gotta go with my guy twelve. Aaron Rodgers. I will read the averages. Aaron Rodgers, yards per carry, five point two. Damn it. Aaron Dude, Jones. Hold on, let me six guess. Let me get, damn, I was sorry. Say six point uh, sorry, I was already reading it. That's okay. <laughs> damn it. Wow. Close. Hey, you were really close. <laughs> That's a good see, that is a such a such a savvy question. Mm-hmm. To where it just puts my mind in a blend. Exactly, because you're like, well, if he's asking, it must be Rogers. Eh, eh, eh. <sighs> not. Well, hey, you tried your best. Six point one, though. That's ridiculous, I dude. Know. Six point one. Three, three games in two. Yeah, <laughs> it, he's he's pretty solid. <laughs> All right, next question. There was a tie this week in the NFL between the Browns and the Eagles. The Packers have tied the Vikings in 2013 and 2018. I'm sure you remember those mm-hmm. games. Really I was fun. at the 2018 game. Fucking A. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that one really would have sucked. <sighs> at least the Packers were bad in 20, you know, the other one, 2013. In the 2013 game, I'm sure you know the two quarterbacks who were originally, I was going to say, who were the three quarterbacks who played for the Packers in those ties, but I think that would be too easy. Who replaced who in the game at Lambeau against the Vikings in 2013? Between Scott Tolzien and Matt Flynn. Uh, Who played the first half? Who played the second half? Oh. um, Tolzien played the first half. Who played the second half? Flynn. Good job. Yeah, you got it. Very good. Okay, that was... Yeah, especially... I just remember the the spin. Yeah. And that was early in the game. And I remember, holy shit! We got a chance. And then absolutely nothing happened. Yeah. I, I looked at his stats from that game earlier, too. I think he was 7 for 17. So Flynn set. Oh, I thought you said 17 for 17. Oh, <laughs> no. So Flynn replaced Tolzien in the second half. Yeah. And I, he hit through like one touchdown. And our boy, uh, Jarrett Boykin. Nice. Had, had uh, the only receiving touchdown in that game. Hell yeah. So there you go. Okay. One and one. Not, not bad. One more here. This might be too easy, but I had a scout. Scratch, find something for this one. Okay, we go. We were playing the Falcons this week. Mm. We played them in the NFC Championship game in 2016. Mm -hmm. Who was the use your head here? You know, think back. Who was the defensive lineman who played on the offensive line at the end of that game? Latroy. Yep, Latroy Guyon. Yep, Latroy (laughs) Guyon. A guy who I still remember because we talked about it in the Brett Good interview. It was one of those two because when we interviewed him, sometimes on Zoom you like can't hear certain things, and he was like, "Yeah, I remember. I was going to go in, but then Latroy went in, and then like right after, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. Latroy Guyon (laughs) went in, and I just repeated exactly what he said because I didn't hear him say (laughs) it. But he was he was an interesting guy too because he played for the Vikings beforehand, and if I remember correctly, he oh. At least most of the time, he played with a big, thick gold chain around his neck. I might really? have to dig that up and see if that's true and post it from the account. Maybe it was. I always like used to get him and Limbaugh Joseph mixed up for some reason. Oh, yeah. Very similar players. And it also, man, who is that guy? There's another guy who was part of the Bounty Gate back in the day who I... Hargrove. Hargrove. Mm. I always thought of Hargrove, too, at the same time. But okay. That was pretty good. Sweet. Two and one for the week. Kyle, what is my oh, climb- stump I've, Spenny question? I, I'm uh, just quick side note. I'm like two and one like every week so far. I'm 
I'm I, red hot. I've had to make them easier. I'm, I'm re- not an I'm idiot. S- I'm scratching. It's Maybe I'm just not an idiot. You ever think of that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stump spending. I, I'm just going to let you know, I did as much research to confirm this answer as I could, okay. but I'm, I'm, I'm very confident this is the, this is the case. So, okay. Mike Tirico called the Saints Packers game this past Sunday. I'm yep. a big fan of Tirico. Yeah, I like El, El Michaels is my favorite. Mike Trico is really went good. to he went to NBC in 2016 and kind of just, you know, fills in spots here and there mm-hmm. for Al Michaels when needed. Um, so with all that information presented to you, when what was the last game Mike Tirico called for the Packers? Oh, shoot. And give you a clue. Yeah, give me a clue. It's just going to be one word. Segway. 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 Oh, for so, um, was it? Uh, this is just that fact that was, I think we played. Did we play the Falcons after we lost to the cart? Yeah, we, I must be wrong. Or we would have said something. I was going to guess the first game after Mike McCarthy got fired with Joe Philbin because you're saying Segway. So I'm saying Segway from Mike to Joe. And Joe was, it was that first game, but it was not that, huh? Mm mm. It was, so your answer is... Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, the Joe Philbin's first, yeah. So it actually was the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. And that, that the segue into uh, the preview... Well, I kind of sniffed it See, then. and that was, I remember that game because it was, it was... What game was it? Vintage. It was Monday night, 2014. That, okay. Yeah. That I, I like I said I fact check is I looked at all their schedules for the years past. <laughs> wow! And, like, and I saw if I saw a uh, Sunday night broadcast. Yeah. Between 2016 and now, I would like YouTube it quick to make sure it was Al Michaels on the call. Mm. So I'm pretty confident. Tariko, the last time he called the Packers game was Monday night, 2014, Atlanta Falcons, and it was vintage Mike McCarthy. They absolutely oh, I remember him, that. Pumped them in the first three quarters. Yep. I actually I think it was the first half. They scored like 40 points, 40 points through three, and then didn't score a single point in the fourth and let the Falcons just dribble on back. I remember that because that was that was the first time, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, God, I might be maybe it was Randall, but Julio just ate that entire yep. game. Julio had yep. like two like Close to 200 yards. He had that reputation. He, he, that was the birth of like his reputation, reputation as, you know, eating against the Packers. And then yeah. he, he can, he solidified it in the NFC championship. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I'm a big fan of Tariko. That's all. Here we go. Another little tidbit about the game. I remember the rumor before it was, it was the first time Brett Favre was back in green Bay after leaving and going to the Falcons. He had some charity event thing that he was in town for. That Monday night, interesting. But he didn't go to Lambeau for so they didn't have anything planned for him, and he just went in the plane and left. He never went went to the game. Yeah, very odd. Still salty. Very I guess. odd. I don't know. Well, hey, everything's everything's kosher now, bud. Okay. It was it was a beautiful, beautiful snowy night that night too. I remember. Mm, yeah. yeah. Just just vintage Mike McCarthy. Just pump a team and then compl- not only let let your foot off the gas, but completely remove your foot from it. Hey, let sleeping dogs lie. Okay, Mike's You're Mike's right. down in Dallas. You're we right. don't have to talk about him. But that's all we have for is Colin Idiot. All right. In the preview for the Falcons game, we are playing the Atlanta Falcons on Monday Night Football. Hey, Wait, just like in what 2014. Is what is it? Uh Dun 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 Yeah, heck yeah. Monday night football. Don't sue us. I think this is our only our only one for the year, I believe. Is it? Uh sure. Yeah, we have a couple No, we might 
We might have one more. Anyways, yeah. Monday Night Football, uh, Packers opened up as five-point favorites, but I don't believe my eyes it's, are deceiving me. It's 7.5 it now. It's down to seven and a half. Yep. That half pie is huge in betting if you're not familiar because yeah. you know seven is a very football number to happen in football games in terms <laughs> yes. of in terms of wow that was terrible no that's in great terms of like deficits but getting that getting that extra half pie is huge i love that quote seven is a football number that happens in football games <laughs> i think that's what it was but no you're right you you are right it's it is very important but yeah i'm, I'm not gonna bet on the game hopefully hopefully you I won't just, but I, I i think this is this is there's a storm brewing for a very nasty trap I don't want to take this team lightly at all because they are pissed off and have had some excruciating losses yeah. these past two. I is mean, the, that Bears one is 16 all point, time. Sixteen point uh, comebacks the last the two fourth, weeks. I think it was. I think it was twenty six to ten. I think with like seven and a half minutes left in that Bears game. But they're still. They're not a. Their defense isn't very good, but Matt Ryan's still the quarterback. He's uh, just under 1,000 yards passing on the season. Seven touchdowns, two picks. He's got a 96 passer rating, so he's doing all right. Julio's hurt, I think, still, correct? Yeah, he didn't He didn't play week two. Um, but I think he was, he was like a, a true game-time decision, okay. I believe. So Watch it would not injury. be surprised yeah. me. It oh. would not surprise me if he is suited up on Monday. Yeah. We'll have to see the injury report on Friday or Saturday, I guess, because it's a Monday night game. Because if he doesn't practice, then he probably won't play on Monday. But yeah, filling in for him, Calvin Ridley's been Calvin. having a season so far. Stud. Stud so far this year. And and then another emerging um, wide receiver, Gate Russell Kate. What's his name? Russell Gage? Gate Cage <laughs> your, or something? Your guess is better than mine. I'm looking at like the top two guys on, on the offense. I, I'm pretty sure he is like a top two guy yeah, on the prob- offense. Yeah, probably. But yeah, Kevin, he's got four touchdowns on the season, 349 yards, Ridley. He's he's a guy that I never thought would pan out, but he's been... Kind of undersized, but yeah. Yeah, he's been a really solid player for them. Uh, In case anyone's forgotten, Tory Gurley is the running back. <laughs> Tory, Tory Gurley. Tory, <laughs> same thing. Same Same thing. Uh, Todd, Todd, Todd Gurley. He's averaging four yards a carry, which is... Is, is Todd average. short for anything? Like, Is it bad that my first thought was Toddert? <laughs> no, that's why I asked. Like, t- t- Toddert. No, I think Thomas? Todd. Just Todd. Yeah. It's got to be short for something. Seeing Todd on a birth certificate would be it's really be a little weird. weird yeah. yeah. Okay, but yeah, he's the, here's he's the running back. Uh, the thing with them, their defense is really bad. No team has allowed more yards and or more points in the NFL this year than the Atlanta Falcons. Oof. They've they get some pressure, but I don't know. Not a very scary team. They're one they have of a Kenny Clark like guy on their line though, and Grady Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty good. He got paid a similar contract i think to kenny this offseason every time i hear grady Jarrett, i think of man there's an old defensive tackle for the packers man what was his name gilbert it was, brown no it was oh, damn it damn it it's gonna come to me grady Jarrett is a very menacing name yeah i'm a i like that name grady Jarrett. that just sounds like a defensive lineman grady like if you told me grady Jarrett, grady because i think of grave digger yeah Ooh, grady, yeah. grady the Brown. Grave digger. Boom. yeah but yeah not a, not a very good team um their coach too is on the hot seat they're saying he, that's likely he'll be the first guy fired this year he was on the hot seat last it's year. actually it's actually insane that his seat isn't completely in flames <laughs> like how how is he still employed that implosion against dallas week two and then to to somehow to one up yourself in implosion 
in against the Bears, I, it, it's amazing. He must have something on Arthur Blank. And he's yeah, and he's a defensive-minded coach, and they're blowing those leads. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It it was something last year. I think they did have a pretty solid second half, but now it's looking like a. We'll see if it's a lost season for them. But predictions for the score, Kyle. I like I said, uh, you know, I'm very nervous of the trappiness of this game. Mm-hmm. A pissed off Atlanta team who is getting, you know, rightfully so disrespected in within you know football circles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think you know I, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna pick against our guys. Oh, okay. Um, so I think let's just let's let's keep it rolling okay uh, we've wow. hit we've hit 43 we've hit 42 we've hit 37 so ooh, let's do like a little inverse so it was 43 and then 42 so now it's going to be 37 and then 38 oh so 38 so it's like not really a pattern but sort of a pattern if you look hard enough 30, if, you, if you make it up yeah yeah <laughs> 38 17 Okay, wow. So you're thinking the defense is gonna gonna hold them up? under twenty. Okay, hold it. Wow, that's that's improvement. That could almost be your bold prediction right there. <laughs> okay, I'm you know kind of similar, and but not also. I th- this is the number that just seems like a pack. The twenty twenty Packers score. Okay, twenty four thirty five Green Bay Packers. They're gonna let some touchdowns happen, but I don't think we're gonna sweat too much. It's you know if we get if we get a lead early it should be a cakewalk but I don't know who knows it's still Matt Ryan if Julio plays it could change things too we'll have to see thirty five twenty four I like it yeah 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 but bold predictions Kyle are you ready for your bold prediction Uh you go ahead okay I will go I, I will just go ahead and see like because I have one but I I just go ahead sure okay I uh this is a guy we've talked about earlier in the year he is someone who I think we bitch about not seeing more of and Matt LaFleur even said last week after Nagler I think brought it up or someone in the press conference asking why we haven't seen him more in certain situations I am going to predict a man who I don't think had any snaps last week or any carries AJ Dillon will have his first NFL touchdown this week against the Atlanta Falcons wow that is extremely bold Mm -hmm. yeah he didn't I don't think he saw the field at all. Yeah. And I think their kind of goal line red zone, you know, backfield is kind of set. So you are really yeah. stepping on a limb there. I feel like I should. They got to be bold. I feel like I should almost go. All right. Fine. Okay. Ooh. I got like I was going to go in the Lazard direction, but no, let's get spicy. Um, I think. Yeah. Since we're doing firsts. Okay. Swerving Irvin gets his first. Oh. Oh shit, that's a good one. Yeah, I like this. I like. I that like this too. where it's just like touchdowns. Now, yeah, do I have to specify in in which way he gets in the end zone? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, it's, good. Good man. I'm, I'm good going man. to I'm going to regret saying that because it's going to be one of those things where week one he got a lot of touches and it's kind of gone down. You know, he only had a couple this week, so it's probably bound to you know correct itself and he'll get a <laughs> touchdown. So I think I'll allow it. I like these a lot. Uh huh. And with that. Your favorite part of every episode. If you could please, please. rate and subscribe this podcast. We are please. an independent podcast. We will never ask for your money like some other podcasts might. We just want you to rate <laughs> our stupid thing. If you just, can please. We just want to have fun. Yeah, we just want to have fun. We just want people to listen. If you could please leave a rating in the iTunes store. If you want, you can leave a review. Leave a five-star review. Take a screenshot of it. You can leave any name you want. You know, Say something fun. Say something cool. 
email it to us at pmppodcast at gmail.com or you can DM it to us at pmppod on Twitter and we will send you a free koozie. And I think we do have a mask or two left too. We've had a couple reviews recently, but as I've said, I will read the reviews if you Ooh. leave one. And we did get a couple this past week. Nice. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we have one. This is from Aaron. Favorite Packers podcast slash favorite. And then it gets cut off on the nice. iTunes store. Kyle and Spence are absolutely fantastic. They make it wow. they make it feel like I am hanging with my bros, crushing some brews and cheese skirts and talking about our beloved pack. Which See, is, that is just <laughs> I mean, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly what we're going for. We're a family. We're all buddies here, guys. Yes. Come on. You know, you know, let's just leave a review. We, he continues, been listening to these guys since they started last year, and I look forward to every Wednesday of the season. Aw. Great dudes, great info, great segments, and love the intro. Wanted to also thank them for giving a shout out to my Bubble Phoenix Suns. Go Pack Owen. Yeah, see, oh, I, when I listened to that back, I thought it fell completely flat, that joke I had. <laughs> but to have that validated is just thank you so much. That And hold on, like I'm... I'm mad on your behalf as a Phoenix Suns fan because, and this should honestly upset you a little bit, just as a as a fan of sports. Nope. So this happened where the only teams that got invited to the bubble are teams that had a chance to make the playoffs. Oh, so logically, yeah, yeah. you would think if you go to the bubble and win every single game that's scheduled, that you're in the playoffs because theoretically you had a chance to get in the playoffs. They went 8-0 and didn't make the playoffs. And they didn't even get a play-in game. I don't know. That just pissed me off. So... Aaron, uh, my thoughts are with you. Sons, bright future, Devin Booker, stud. Wow, there you go. I don't know. Okay, I don't know who those people are, but yes, go Sons, go Sons, go I, Sons. You know, I love Steve Nash, and he was pretty <laughs> good with the Sons. Go. There you go. And another one, we had a, another great review from uh, Mr. Smith in Australia. Whoa, good day, mate. He left, and it was funny because we didn't even notice this. I sent you the review too, and we got it. He he opened the email with. Good day, guys. And it's like, shit, this is legit. And he says it's probably our first Australian review. And this, I almost want to make this our new bio because this is his review. One-eyed and open-eyed review of the previous game. Boldly predicting where few idiots have dared to tread. The Packers podcast you never knew you needed but can't do without. Oof. Oh, my God. You Nailed it on the head. I get tingles down my spine reading I mean, that. These, these idiots, <laughs> me and Spence, yeah, yeah. We, we, we dare to go where others won't. I love it. Yeah, perfect. Perfect summation of us. You know, I think we had a perfect summation of the game. Please, please leave a review. Make us laugh. We'll we'll keep doing this. Yeah, we'll keep doing it. We'll keep it up. Um, but for this episode, we're not going to keep it up. Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Three and all, baby. Oh, feels good. I like that. With that, Alex Cameron, please don't sue us. Go, Pat, go. Men don't protect her. They just neglect her. They got us singing the blues Cause either no God or there isn't He don't care about you She'll keep on hustling Make money till the cash starts rustling She's got the keys to the till Her scent is dancing like a pie up on the windowsill
She's doing porn again. They're angry little dogs, but she don't care what they say. Same men that tell her stop her, the same suckers that pay. Far from born again. She's doing porn again. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.